it's kind of like don't get too attached to like how you think life is going to be like i didn't think that i would meet somebody like that in college like i was like oh say how's the fam <laughs> hey what's going on everybody welcome back to how's the fam where we help you love your long-term relationships i'm joined by an incredible person a beautiful spirit one of the coolest and when i say coolest i mean coolest people i've ever met in my whole life hey no disrespect to all the other people. That's just how cool this person actually is, okay? I'm joined by Miss Neji from HerLucidLife.com. Neji, what's going on, man? What's happening? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, Loki, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this interview with us. I know you're going to be a blessing to my audience. And let's just go on ahead and hop into it. But before we do, I have this segment called Just Checking In. Just Checking In is exactly what it sounds like. Well, we just sit back, check in with the family, make sure everything's all good. Well, do you want me to start out, or would you like to start it out? You can start out. All right, I'm going to start it out. So I have my youngest daughter. She's about nine months. She's just turned nine months, super excited. She's not as healthy as she's supposed to be because she got another ear infection. Not my fault. All the same. <laughs> she was like, yo, you know, I came in. The girl did the whole daddy parade thing. felt super good. Naomi was like, yo, pick me up. So I was like, ah, get over here, little girl. So uh, I go over, I pick her, I go over, bend over, I pick her up. And like on the way back up, <laughs> I felt, I felt, uh, I felt pretty weak, man. Uh, I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be, but uh, usually an 18 pound baby doesn't make your back kind of get thrown out. So uh, mm. mm-hmm. I'm definitely feeling the mortality <laughs> of being 30. Like <laughs> when I pick it up, an, eight, an 18 pound baby is starting to affect my uh, lower back. So. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I know I need to do something, but, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Use goes your on. knees next time. Yeah, uh, my knees already pop every single time <laughs> I walk. I'm not talking about every once in a while. Every single time I walk, my knees pop. I just realized the tree over here doing this. The tree over here treeing. All right. Now, <laughs> uh, do you have a just taking in story for the people? Um, man, a just checking in story? Um, how your week been? How your day been? Anything like that? Man, the day was good. Uh, I got up early this morning. I I intentionally cooked, so I wouldn't have to buy anything on my lunch break. But then decided to go and get some tacos. And, Come on, man! <laughs> from the little gas station, right? And the little man, bless her heart, because she. She did me right with the tacos. So <laughs> that's my little day, I guess. No, <laughs> the you, tacos. Keisha always gets mad when I do that. Like, I cook my own food. And it's not that I'm a bad cook. It's just that I be wanting to go out and get something to eat. I just want to hop in the car and disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting food is the best excuse to do just that. Like, mm-hmm. And that has been just checking in. And now we're about to get into the main event. Because, Neji, you have, you've had one heck of a life. In such a short amount of time already. <laughs> so we're going to get into your story, but before we do, we have a sponsor for the podcast. Uh, How's the Fam? This episode is sponsored by Pray, Plan, Execute, okay? Pray, Plan, Execute is an apparel, it's a faith-based apparel brand, and it's built on the, the ideology of literally praying about your next action so that God can provide you a plan and that you can execute it to further the kingdom, right? 
Um, I'm actually wearing one of the shirts right now. It says God's son. It has scriptures on the back. There's also another one that says God's daughter. The Falls Collection, look, if you like the Fall Collection, you got to hop on it right now because it will not be here come January. January, out with the old and in with the new. So if you want some of the old, I got a code for you. Use code FAM at checkout. You can go to PrayPlanExecute.shop and you can use code FAM at checkout and it will give you 10% off of your purchase. Again, that is, you can go to PrayPlanExecute.shop, use code FAM, F-A-M, at checkout for your 10% off. Pray, Plan, Execute is more than a brand, it's a lifestyle. Now, Neji, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time for the main event. Let's just let's like just hop right into it. You want to just dive right into it? Sure. Let's dive right into it. All right. So Neji, uh, God rest her soul. Like both, you lost both of your parents. One of which I knew. The other who which I had did not know. I want to know uh, what were the effects of that, and how did your community help you through that through that uh, time? Uh man. I guess the effects of my father was I didn't really, I didn't really internalize his death, I guess, when I was young. Um, how, how old were you? I was like one and a half. I don't even think I was oh. two yet. Do you have pictures um, with him though? Yeah, like we have okay. pictures together. Um, it's like my heart is beating talking about it, like OMG. I have, I have no doubt. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do remember mourning him when I was very little. I remember crying like for him. But like as I got older, his death became more like a fact. Like, oh, my dad died. It's okay. Like, you know, like you just shove on. Okay. And then like, I guess when my mom died, her death is like still like not even like, man, it's just like, difficult to register i don't know it's like that dead rat over there that like you know you need to pick up but it's like nah you're just gonna let that rot over there that's what Mm -hmm. that is okay (laughs) um and i think i guess other events in my life kind of made me look at my father's death more now and so now it feels like i'm mourning both of them in my adult life okay uh yeah (laughs) okay so I've heard of like the different steps of grief and things of that nature. Do you feel like you've gone through those different steps of grief? I feel like I went through the steps kind of like at once. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like you're sad. I don't ever really feel angry, but it's like mm-hmm. sad, you know, but it's like a happiness. Cause it's like, I guess I kind of see life as more of like a, torture so they've reached true healing so i'm happy for them Mm. but it's like it's like you don't just go through stage one and then two and three but it's like i feel like i hit stage one two and three all at the same time (laughs) and then like like, maybe i trickle down to four like i don't even know what (laughs) and then like things happen and then like the stages start over that's an interesting philosophy. You say you view life like a torture? Yeah. Why, why is it? Uh, I guess it's like a torture because it's great. Like, hmm. it's like it's great, but it doesn't last forever. 
And it's it's hard, you know, because like things just pop up, like you can't control it. And it's like everything is like a I told my aunt today, I was like, everything is like a medical procedure almost like everything that you intake, like the words, like the thoughts, you know, the food, you know, you're taking care of your house, you know, taking care of your kids, you know, everything. It's like your body is the first thing that is impacted, you know? So it's like, it's kind of torturous when you think about it, you're constantly. I like, but it's like, death, death is the true healing. That's a, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's a very Christian perspective, like, because more or less, like, uh, you're supposed to live a life and suffer so that you can have your riches in heaven. That's a very, uh, that's a very religious, like, Christian perspective of, of life. Um, okay, so we we dealt with that part. So, how did your community help you during this time? I definitely feel like you know, obviously having mom was kind of made dad's death kind of like easy, mm-hmm. almost. Um, it's almost like one of those things like you don't really miss what you never had. So it's like, I don't feel like I missed out on anything. Right. So she helped me and like the community helped me, you know what I'm saying? Like they were there and being formed and they're still here. And I feel like after she died, it was my responsibility to kind of like, I feel like at first I kind of hid behind her, like she was my link to the community. You know what I'm saying? Like she was the glue. But like after she left, I had to work hard to like attach to them. And I find that difficult sometimes, but Uh, they're always there and they definitely circle around me and they're always supportive. So yeah. That's one thing I forgot to ask. Um, around what what age were you when your mom passed? I was like, I was twenty one. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was, like, I was like, it wasn't long ago. Like I remember vividly, like seeing your mom smile, <laughs> and like I I remember sitting next to her in church, and she like she gave me that that mother vibe. She like put her hand on me. She was like, "Young man," I was like, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> It was a Bible study, and we hadn't joined the church, but we were like, we would go to Bible study, and we wouldn't go to church. And she's like, mm-hmm. she's like, you've been coming here for an awful long amount of time. I was like, yes, ma'am. And she's like, why are you here? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, I was like, and it's funny, like, kids were sitting right beside me. I ain't had no kids and nothing like that, right? And uh, I was just like, you know, I. I grew up in Christianity, and I was told what to believe for a long time, so now I'm here to kind of make my own opinions based on, like, do I really want to go down this path type of thing, right? Because, I mean, yeah, I've been baptized and stuff like that, but I've been, like, Southern Baptist baptized, like, get your butt over here, don't talk, (laughs) (laughs) get in that water, don't you cry type of stuff. So, um, yeah, like, she was just like, yo, why are you here? I was like, I'm just low-key trying to figure it out for myself. Is this the path that I want to go down? Is this what I want to teach my kids? And this, that, and the other. And, like, even then, like, I noticed, like, at the end of each Bible study, people would specifically pray for her, but I never actually knew what was happening. 
And so, um, like, I know Keisha always said, like, one, one of my regrets, actually, I don't, should I? Yeah, I well, Ke- Keisha's right there. So that's why I keep looking over there. Keisha and Naomi, and every once in a while, the kids will come down the stairs and scare the crap out of me and stuff like that. It's a whole thing. But um, mm-hmm. one of my regrets is, like, when we were pregnant with our first child, which is Liana, like, we were in the hospital. And Keisha was, like, in and out. Like, we, we were in the hospital for, like, three months straight. Thank goodness for insurance. And, um, I mean, it was wild about insurance. They send you the whole bill. Even though insurance going to cover some of, like, most of it. They send you the whole, like, seven-figure. Oh, not seven-figure. It wasn't seven-figure. But it was definitely six-figure. Like, was it six? Like, 70000 or something? Yeah, yeah. It was up there. And they send you the whole bill. You're like, why are you send me this bill, man? How much insurance cover? Regardless. We were in the hospital in and out. And, um... Like, you, we didn't know. I didn't know that your mom was there at the same time. And like, what? Yeah, yeah, she was there at the same time. And so, uh, like, I checked the prayer chat, and they were like, hey, like, let's certain people can go see Sister Watkins, this, that, and the other. And I was like, all right, cool. And I didn't get the message in time. Because <laughs> I was with Keisha just make sure everything was cool and kosher. And lo and behold, like, I had the opportunity to at least say something that I never seized it. That's one of my regrets. And like oh, that's man. one of the reasons why I be in my phone the way I be in my phone. Like now when it go off, for the most part, I check it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, because you just never know when you have an opportunity like that, right? But um mm-hmm. let's move on. Let's move on. Because it doesn't start it doesn't your your story doesn't stop there because like obviously you're still here, you persevered. Um so next we go on to what you call what what do you call is what comes first your marriage or like the story to getting married which one what do you want how you wanna how you wanna do it? let's let's stop the let's story. say the story to getting married like let's see yeah. let's let's hear the story to getting married man yeah, uh, walk us through the journey man how did y'all meet what was your I guess it was kind of short um. Well, we met online. Um, we met on a dating site. <laughs> um, and I guess we were texting back and forth for maybe two weeks, and then we went on our first date. Uh, this long distance then, or this, um, this all, it was, was it all long distance until that first date? Like, was yeah. it all virtual until that first date? Yeah. Yeah. It was all like, virtual. How, how far? Live he lived him? like 15 minutes away. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we started hanging out and it moved really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, mindset wise, I really wasn't ready for it. But um, like, honestly, I was trying to figure out my feelings and I was trying to get over a heartbreak I had already experienced. And now thinking about it, maybe I was looking for like a replacement um, like company because it's like I lived with my mother to like just go with nobody. And so maybe I needed that companionship. Mm -hmm. But um, tell us a little more about this heartbreak that you experienced. Man, well, I was in college, met the guy and uh kind of just like fell in love and 
basically towards the end of our relationship, mom passed away and stuff kind of hit the fan and I felt really alone and down and I called it quits, but it really broke my heart, just the whole thing. And it's kind of like, don't get too attached to like how you think life is going to be. Like, I didn't think that I would meet somebody like that in college. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna fall in love in college. <laughs> We're having fun really? here. <laughs> yeah, like no. I didn't think that. Um, but I did. And so, yeah, I kind of used marriage as like a Band-Aid. Okay. Uh, it's funny that you say that because like I've tutored a lot of kids, like a lot. And also like I work with the kids in church and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I've tutored more kids than I work with in church. And like usually the high school girls are like, I'm going to college to find my husband. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> they're like, I will find my husband in college, period. Like, it's do or die. Like, it amazed me. I was just like, are you sure? And they're like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and I was just like, what happens if you won't? What happens if you don't? She's like, you know, don't speak this negativity into my world type of stuff. So it's funny hearing you say, like, yo, like, I was not expecting, like, I wasn't expecting that to happen. No, I wasn't expecting it. I was like, I'm too young for this. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of kept barreling through towards marriage. And okay. we so moved now, in together really okay. quickly. Um, and that kind of messed with me because I wasn't like... <laughs> I was raised, you know, shack up, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> mm, mm. When, I, when I tell you that was messing with like all of my like, I could just hear mom like, I'm like, okay, okay. So I was like, I feel like I kind of rushed marriage when really maybe I should have taken a step back and moved slower. Um, but we got married and so was marriage his idea or was marriage your idea like did you push it like on it him or did he push it on you i feel like i feel like i pushed it on him because i wasn't comfortable living together it's, and okay. i feel like i feel like it was enough for him to mention mention it it was enough for him like it was enough for me to hear him say, oh, like, I want to get married. I'm like, bet, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just needed to hear you say, I want, cool. So we got married, did the thing. Um, it was really great, like, I enjoyed it. Um, like, I don't want to sound like I didn't enjoy my marriage. Like, Same, I did. like in the past tense, so I guess you already say <laughs> So all right, yeah. go ahead and go ahead and yeah, go ahead and sound it out. So you say you enjoyed it. So what yes. happens? Yeah. Fine. So, let, me, let me finish the question. So what happened? What happened to where it was like, you know what? Maybe we should start having these conversations that maybe this isn't happily ever after. It was an action. It was a more so like a every time we had an argument, that's where my mind went. Um, mm. It was. Uh, like a, like a, I'm looking for a way out. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then 
my mind and like my heart weren't in it and they started to like wander i guess you could say uh not towards other people but towards like people in the past i guess guys in the past or not guys but guy in the past you know yeah um so yeah um i brought it up he was cool you know but, he just went um, with the flow he was like oh okay just like ride the wave or whatever Interesting. yeah but also i feel like i kept how i was feeling hidden a lot and okay. i kind of talked around things <laughs> um but yeah did you ever share the thought that you were having about like your past like the guy yeah. in the past okay yeah so you did tell him that it's so a what mm -hmm. like what was the how was that conversation how did that conversation pan out oh man um at first it was like hard but he was understanding and took it more like objectively okay um but it didn't feel like it helped i guess my mind <laughs> like uh, my mindset had already like kind of switched i guess mm -hmm. and so even though i told him your mind was already made up type of thing yeah <laughs> okay okay yeah so the divorce happened has it is the divorce happened like how's it that yeah it's final okay. yeah so, so the divorce happened and now what happens like now that you're no longer in a marriage like what happens now what happens now um i focus on myself um i feel like even after i went through that heartbreak i feel like i've been dating like <laughs> like i started thinking about, i was like man i've been dating since like i was I went to college when I was like seventeen. I've been dating since I was seventeen. Like that's that's a long time to that be dating. A long time, yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> and I'm like, that's like, but like that's time. Like I didn't give any energy to myself and like what I wanted to do. So like that's that's what's next is what do I want to do? <laughs> that's dope. Her lucid life. How do you get to her lucid life after going through? all that you've been through or so, herlucidlife.com also check it out i'll go ahead and put it on the screen for those who are hard of spelling <laughs> um so i started her lucid life um we were still married it was kind of like middle of quarantine um was trying the youtube channel wasn't when vibing with it and so i was like boom i just switched i just pivot you know mm -hmm. um and so i started writing and at first i was doing like scripture type things but once we started going through marital problems that's when my writing switched and that's mm -hmm. when i started writing about my life um and that's when i kind of just started I guess like being brutally honest <laughs> with myself. Um, but I also felt like I couldn't, I couldn't just sit in my room 
and read my Bible and like journal and like cry and like pray and all that stuff mm-hmm. and not like give that to people or like or like release it so it can heal. Mm-hmm. Um, because like during this whole time, like I'm reading my Bible, like I'm praying, like I'm doing all of this and you know, I'm feeling bad because I'm like, man, like I'm a horrible Christian. And I'm like, I'm like Aren't we all? <laughs> I'm like, the Lord is gonna be disappointed. I'm like, man, it's like so it felt like I had to just it felt like I had to write to release myself almost. You know? Really? Like yeah. I feel you. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, thank you for sharing. Again, what a life in a, such a short amount of time. Like, I, I didn't know uh, your dad died at such a young age. Like, that, that is one thing I did not know. Um, and so, you know, that's insightful. So, and not to go back into, like, way back into the conversations, but, like, did that make you feel different from the people who's, like, parents um like split like whose pops like just split and just didn't show up or do you feel like he was like more or less just the same same boat type of thing you know what i'm talking about yeah um no i didn't feel like it was the same boat because i feel like the the weight of the pain is different um you know to have someone taken away they didn't choose to leave you know Mm -hmm. like that's having to accept your parent wanting to leave like i don't <laughs> you know to me that's yeah. not the same boat so yeah it's real talk and so um on a lighter note did you uh <laughs> well here's the thing I, going into it i was like yo right, how how do i address this do i just dive right in or like how are we gonna rock with it and you know you've dealt with it extremely well um <laughs> You made this a lot easier from the interview, like from my perspective, like my interview perspective. I was like, oh, this is a lot smoother than I thought it was gonna be. You were very open, you're very transparent. And yo, there's gonna there's somebody who's gonna be blessed through hearing the words and hearing your story. So I ha- I like to end the podcast with a segment called Words of Encouragement. Uh, I will go first because I wanna give you some time to think of some words of encouragement. But these are literally just anecdotes, words, anything that you can think of to help people who will vibe with what you've already said. All right, so go ahead and think about it. I'm going to do my little rant, ramble, whatever people <laughs> want, like to call it, and then I'm going to give you the ball back, and we're going to let you run it out, all right? All right. Okay. Um, y'all, for those of you who've made it this far into the podcast, number one, thank you. And also, make sure that you share the podcast with somebody who you think will be blessed by hearing this story, okay? Um, also, make sure you leave a like, leave a review, and comment below on a topic that you would like us to discuss in the future. Uh, make sure you check out our sponsor, PrayPlanExecute.shop. Use code FAM for 10% off. And my true words of encouragement for the people is exactly this. Life ain't easy. But giving up doesn't make anything any harder. At every point, you always have to be improving. Even when the even when things get extremely difficult, you have to always be improving. You have to find a way to get out of bed and do something to get you that much closer to your goal. Why do we do that? 
so that we can leave a legacy, so that we can leave something, we can leave this world just a little better, um, just a little better every day. And also, because God gave us all these spiritual gifts, you can't just leave them on the shelf, man. You gotta, you want to go to bed empty. You want to go to bed knowing that you've given every day your all, and that you know, when you wake up the next day, the devil gonna be big mad because he knows you're still coming. So, um, again, make sure you give every day your all. Make sure you put your heart into what you do. Make sure you create with intention and just continue to improve and continue to do things. That will get you that much closer to achieving your goal. Because when more people are achieving your goals, the world becomes a better place. Now, Neji, what are your words of encouragement for the people? I guess my words of encouragement are to not hold on uh, so tightly to how you think life is going to go. Um, to see, like, like have gratitude for the way God moves the pieces around, um, even if he's taken out some people. Um, yeah, there's gratitude and joy and even like the deepest of like pain or the highest of happiness. So yeah, that's my word of encouragement is to always look for gratitude. Always look for gratitude. You heard it here first. Make sure you guys check out HerLucidLife.com for all of the most insightful writings that you will ever find. You know, you know I'm an average reader, right? You know I'll be actually peeping it. So great <laughs> job with the visuals. Great job with the writing. Um, for everybody in my house and fam family, I will see you guys tomorrow. Make sure y'all go follow Neji at HerLucidLife on Instagram and check out her blog on HerLucidLife.com. Neji, thank you for stopping by. You're an incredible, you. incredible person. Again, still the coolest person I know, man. <laughs> still the coolest person I know. Y'all, fam's all good. Y'all be blessed.